Welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. Kintsugi Life is about learning, growing and strengthening from the times of adversity and challenge that we all go through. It's about valuing them as part of what makes us who we are. Right now, let's get into the content. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. This episode is going to be about my feelings regarding the turning of a new year and obviously the uh, sentiments that can be evoked when we finish one year and start the next. And I've concluded over the years that actually when it comes to uh, not just the process of celebrating New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, but the transition from one year to the next, I feel it's something I've come to both love and hate. Let me explain. The love is and always has stemmed from the common feelings accompanying a fresh start. Many people enjoy the sense of a blank canvas, another 12 months to put to good use in the betterment of their lives. Resolutions are set, optimism is generally high, and the overriding sense is of being given an opportunity to make a fresh start. That's the good bit. That's the bit I love. What I've now also come to hate a little bit, and maybe hate's too strong a word, but bear with me, and what I now expect with the passing of the new year in recent times, and certainly the last couple of times it's happened, is a corresponding sense of dread that accompanies the enthusiasm. I could also describe that dread as overwhelm, confusion and fear. In trying to understand why that is, I've been doing some soul searching, quite a lot of reading, and even more overthinking on the subject to try and get to the bottom of it. Could it be that the opportunities and possibilities presented by the new year are just too overwhelming to contemplate? Was I previously content to be set on a path? Had I become set in my ways in the past year, with a line drawn under the last year and a blank page set out before me, waiting to be filled with events and accomplishments over the next 12 months? Is it just too much pressure for me to bear? I wish I knew the cause. Wherever you look, there's someone offering tips on how to make the next 12 months your best, most fulfilled and most successful ever. Methods for setting resolutions, planning goals and planning the actions that we're going to take in order to achieve those goals are freely available. For even the most driven and purposeful, to do this can be overwhelming if you're not 100% clear on what you want or why you want it. And that, in itself, I think, is my problem sometimes. Let me explain. I think there are many contributing factors that are playing a part in the malaise that I'm currently feeling. Over the last couple of years, when I've shut down from work mode in December, usually around two weeks into the month due to the Christmas shutdown that my client enforces for all contractors, I tend to abandon most, if not all, of the positive practices in my life. My daily meditation is abandoned. My last journal entry before the 2nd of January was made on the 17th of December. My last proper workout, aside from a brisk winter stroll after Christmas dinner, happened well before Christmas. My dietary restraint and my weekend-only alcohol consumption was thoroughly sidelined for the best part of three weeks. Each of these things happened consciously, in a supposed, and as it would appear, misguided gesture of self-indulgence and self-kindness. But the net effect seems to be that I've lost my motivation and my mojo when it comes to being clear on what I'm doing on a daily basis and why. My self-belief and my productivity are waning as a result. The second factor 
is that I think there's no logical reason why someone like me, for, the, for someone like me, the new year should be a marker of any significance in making choices or commitments towards self-improvement over the coming year. I'm resourceful, driven, and I like to think of myself as biased towards taking action, towards achieving my goals. Of course, in planning these actions, timeframes are helpful, but there's nothing about what I do in my daily life that's seasonal, or that marks certain points in the year as more significant than others. I start a project, whether that's to write a book, write a blog post, an article, record a podcast, or deliver change for a client to their IT systems. And when that's done, I move on to the next thing. It doesn't matter what date's on the calendar. And in this way, a forced checkpoint that's tied to a largely arbitrary date makes for an unsettling feeling. Should I be somehow starting afresh, coming up with a new idea or greater purpose? Is what I was working on before I shut down in December somehow no longer good enough? The final factor, I think, is somewhat more ingrained and potentially more troubling, and I wonder if it has actually come about as a result of the above two factors, in which case perhaps they're not quite as destructive as I thought. As I put a spotlight on what I've been doing for the last 12 months and decide what to do for the next 12, I find myself wondering something, and that's this. Am I really clear on what I want from life? let alone whether what I'm doing is the right stuff to help me achieve it. In another 12 months, am I going to be any closer to what I want than what I am right now? I've read a number of articles, as I say, on New Year's resolutions, and one that particularly struck a chord with me states that step one of part one of setting resolutions that you can make and keep is to know what you want. To know what you want. It struck me as appropriate since I just spent the hour before reading that article convincing myself that A, I had no clue what I wanted, and B, that everything I'd been doing over the last two or three years was largely irrelevant, thanks to point A. On reflection, I realised I was in the clutch of some minor hysteria. In truth, I do have a certain amount of clarity over the direction of my life. The challenge is that my reasons aren't perhaps as compelling as they need to be, since so much of what I do and the goals I have are driven by things that I want to eradicate from my life, rather than the things I want to add or achieve. It's a subtle difference, but here it is. <laughs> so my goals, I want to free myself of financial concerns. I'm certainly not living a hand-to-mouth existence, and I provide amply for me and my family, and we enjoy a relatively comfortable and privileged life. That said, I'm far from the state of financial freedom and stability that I crave. I feel driven, pressured even, to make money to achieve that freedom, not out of a desire for opulence or excess, but just to be free from the worry, from the burden that I feel hangs over me, and puts pressure on all that I do. I'd love to be able to write purely out of a desire to be creative, rather than to be creative as well as hoping that one day it'll lead to something that might allow me to make a living from it. The second factor, and second goal, is that I want to free myself of the lethargy, the discomfort and personal disappointment that I feel about not living as healthily as I'd like to. I want to achieve a more consistent and lasting approach to my health, diet and fitness than I've managed so far in my life. My efforts typically yo-yo throughout the year, and although recent years have been some of my, my healthiest, and I've managed maybe 8 or 12 months of those, 8 of the 12 months as being classed as healthy, Every December I seem to descend into a riot of self-indulgence, which pretty much undoes all the good work I've done to that point. 
I want to be freed of the shackles of corporate life so that I can do something more creative and meaningful for a living. And again, I'm blessed for the many opportunities afforded to me in my profession. I still enjoy fantastic working conditions, I'm well paid and I work with some kind and intelligent people. I'm also quite good at what I do and appreciated by my employers. The sad truth though is that I find that my work lacks true significance and meaning for the difference I'm able to make through doing it. It has no soul. So coming back to the job after a few weeks away offers a stark reminder of the many ways in which the work, the organisational politics and the job in itself were of relatively little significance in the bigger picture that is my life. The final factor is that I want to be freed of the burdens of the stuff associated with modern life. I think this is a discovery of relatively recent times, but I'm finally attuned now to the things that really affect the quality of my life and the peace of mind that I enjoy. Fancy cars, gadgets, toys, the accessories and accoutrements of modern life are meaningless to me. What matters is the relationships I'm able to enjoy, the time I can spend in the company of those I love, doing the simple things I enjoy, and which I'm passionate about, and which cost virtually nothing. Writing and walking in nature are two such examples. I'm entrenched in a life where years of hedonistic pursuit of the former is robbing, my ability, robbing me of most of my ability to enjoy the latter. Before I frighten you off with more self-pity, I want to emphasise that I'm extremely grateful for the life I lead and for all that I have. I'm similarly grateful for the many opportunities that I enjoy, some of which I've earned and some which just have come about result, result, resulting from good fortune. And these have given me the freedom to address the goals I've set myself, and I know that's a privilege. I suppose the point is that exactly, exactly that thing. Whether I choose to see my purpose as the removal of negatives and the rearrangement and redistribution of my resources in a new way, or the setting of specific goals to achieve new things, it matters little. Whether I choose to set or re-evaluate these as New Year's resolutions, or at any other point in the year, also makes very little difference. What does matter the most is that I actually do something about them, regardless of what the driver may be. It seems appropriate then that towards the end of my morning walk today, as dawn was breaking, I stumbled across a crumpled and discarded calendar page on the pavement. It had obviously escaped as the garbage bins were being emptied yesterday on my street. On it, beneath the date, the 28th of December, was the statement, a quote, action is the foundational key to all success. It reminded me, at a very opportune moment, just what the antidote is to the malaise that I've been feeling since January 1st. Whatever I want and however I may choose to frame it, taking action is key. The fact is, I do know what I want, certainly to enough of an extent to know what actions I need to take today, and that is good enough. I do believe in myself that I can get there, or at least that my recent track record and the results of the 12 month, last 12 months suggest that I do. I do have self-belief in what I'm doing and why. I just need to allow myself to continue to work towards completing each and every action and to make sure I'm headed in the right general direction. I can reframe that intent within New Year's resolutions or I can set myself new goals and use one of the many methods that are being touted via my inbox and my Facebook feed at this very moment. Regardless of the approach, what matters most is that I'm clear on what I want and that I'm doing something, anything, each and every day to make it so. In taking action, I'll do continue to do so throughout the year. 
I will get what I want if I keep doing so. I wish you a happy and healthy and successful year and I look forward to speaking with you next time. In the meantime, this is Toby Hazelwood saying Happy New Year and goodbye. You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life Podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on toby at tobyhazelwood.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one. And I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye.